welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, satsrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, and privyat. It's so good to be with you again and You know what? We have a very special guest today that I know you will really enjoy hearing from. And it's Susie Tomasi, who is an empowerment coach, author, publisher, business consultant, speaker, and a cognitive behavior therapist. That is so amazing. Welcome, Susie. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Samia. Yes. Looking forward to empowering the audience. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. And actually, on that note, Susie, will you tell us more about who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm Susie Tomasi. I am author of a book called Empowered in Heels. I'm also a designer and a clothing line owner. And I am an empowerment coach, which I love empowering women. I, my basis is to empower women to the next level of life. Mm-hmm. I'm also an editor of a magazine called Biz and Fashion. I'm going to show you that here since I can. Uh, we're on our 56th issue. So please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm a cognitive behavior therapist in which I help women stop the cycle of abuse. And we also do counseling for children um, so that they don't trickle through that cycle of abuse that is so amazing um and my gosh you do such a diversity of of things uh would you tell us a little more about how you got to this point where you are and all these different parts of your life how they have weaved together for you i'm so interested sure actually um I was um, I was empowering myself as a child. Mm. I grew up in an um, abusive uh, family. Um, well, not abusive. My father was an alcoholic, and um, he would be uh, become abusive. So he was like a jackal in hide. So when he didn't drink, he was a sweet soul. But when he drank, it was like in reverse. Mm. And my mother was a very empowered woman that she would um, put up with it. Um, so she would cover up all his errors when he drank. And we grew up with that roller coaster of a life, like, you know, one week good, one week bad. We don't know what's going to happen, trickle through, or what's going to happen whatsoever. So when I was a child, I used to say to myself, I'm not going to put up with what my mother did. Mm. Guess what? I got married, and I got married to a, an abusive husband. So this is why Empowered in Heels, if you pick up this book, my story's in there. It's the first one. It's called My Jewelry Box because our family looked normal. Hmm. No one would know 
but it was like a jewelry box that was closed up Mm -hmm. and i used to say as a child that i would never fall into um an abusive relationship and i wouldn't have my children go through that guess what you already grow up with that susceptibility to seeing it and allowing it as a child that you see your mother you either can become a victim or an abuser Mm. i became a victim i was my mother so i was covering up things my husband did that was not normal but i was being my mom which i said i would never be (laughs) so for me hypno hypnotherapy helps me a lot in finding myself and finding how i can break that pattern and give myself the true ownership of empowering myself and seeing what is right and what's wrong and not only that i did it for my kids i didn't want my kids to follow the same cycle i did and when they get married they either become a victim or an abuser and i have two boys so the last thing as a mother you would want your son is to become an abuser yeah um so that was my eye opener i've been divorced now this year i was separated 10 years and i finally am divorced he finally gave me the divorce to say okay you know what that's it <laughs> um but he was a very controlling man he would um control me with my kids he would control me in everything my friendship i was isolated i didn't have any any friends i could not speak to anyone he used my kids against me as to if i left him he would take them away financial uh disclosure too like he would take finances and take my passports away so i truly understand what women go through and this is why i did my book my magazine is all about empowering women we use women that are natural like no photoshops on it the only photoshop that you would see is probably maybe a promo or a flower or something like that but we do not alter body types we have glammed up uh photo shoots in which we glam the ladies up we make them you know we put makeup on them we give them our attire and they get to be part of the the magazine so this is why empowerment for me is a very keen focal point of my life even with my my kids i tell them that women are to be treated equally there shouldn't be a a, a different level we are all equal we all work we all have so many multitude of hats and if we can do it together we can get faster to to coming as a true relationship as a family right so this is a nutshell of myself um i am so happy to have helped so many women out there and even our book has co-authors that have shared their true stories of different things like we have cyberbullying we have racial differences we have entrepreneurship we have miscarriage covered under there because women need to support each other and be that pillar when i was going through my situation i was like my mom we thought it was a jeweler box everything was normal i would go to work i worked in corporate and no one knew <laughs> what i was going through I I would go with my boots to work because I couldn't get a pair of shoes to wear to work and not tell anyone why I was going in my rubber boots. So these are the things I want you as a woman to empower yourself to find yourself that you can get out of that abuse 
that you are so worthy to much more than staying in a relationship that is not 100%. You cannot change a person. So either they go through therapy to help themselves and change, and it can be done. It can be done. If they really want to change, they can. And that's something we were talking about before. You can assist and guide someone, but you cannot change them. And as a woman, we're grown up to try to change and nurture and do as much as we can, but we cannot change them. The only person that can probably change them is God, and we're not God. So remember that. So please, if you can get some knowledge today at this podcast is to empower yourself, please pick up, pick up our book. That could be a big step for you. That will empower yourself because I do have tips. I have uh, knowledge of myself. And honestly, if I had this book when I was going through with what I was going through, it probably would have made my life so much easier than going through the steps. It will save you steps in how to prepare for when you have to leave a relationship. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, This episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me, your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that, Susie. Really appreciate it. You know, because you're so right. I think one of the biggest reasons why abuse is able to continue, especially in the context of our intimate relationships, is because we don't talk about it we don't Mm -hmm. talk about it it's like when when you're going through the abuse yourself there's all kinds of you know uh, things going on where um you feel like you can't talk about it actually you feel powerless you feel like you i it would i would blame myself Mm. Oh my goodness. I fell into the same pattern as my mom and, and I felt powerless. I felt like I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. I didn't accomplish my dream or I didn't accomplish bettering my life. Yes. But you really need to focus to find yourself before you can do that. Yes. And the thing is that all this blame and shame and judgment that we put on ourselves, it's actually, um, it's like it's it wasn't even your fault that you got stuck in this abusive relationship in the sense that 
I firmly believe that there is no excuse and never an invitation to abuse. Like no one wants to be abused. No one says, please abuse me. No, never. And in fact, you know, when we look at the dynamics of abuse and how it happens, one of the, one of the biggest, um, I think clues to that is that the person who is engaging in the hurtful behavior towards you uh, will never take true responsibility for their behavior and they always like put it back on you so it's That's like, like gaslighting yeah yes it's like gaslighting and there's like other terms the narcissist people, people attributes to it in which yes. they blame you they make yes. you feel guilty because exactly. he used to say and my father used to say that to me mm-hmm. when i was a kid oh it's your fault i drank and i believe that as a kid i thought i triggered yes. him to drink i must have did yes. something wrong for him to drink and i'm here like okay i'm not gonna do this so he doesn't drink but at the end of the day it's him he wanted to drink so he had to blame someone else and unfortunately it's a child any child and then you put that in your mind and you think you're the cause to why he drank but it's him right it's him it's the same thing as abuse like it's his anger that pushed him to do what he did it wasn't you because everyone will have anger like we all have anger in us it's how we control our anger and use that against it we can go for a walk we can um, do other things that you're not going to push that level to abuse right you know no one should be hitting anyone right and it's not even just about hitting i mean i think when you get to that point where you know you're actually getting hit um for some people that's when they realize oh my gosh i'm getting abused but the fact is that usually um you know it that's not the way it starts uh, with abusive relationships and that's why it's so easy for people to get stuck in abusive relationships because um you know there is this idea uh, in in research um on relationships that turn abusive where we talk about the cycle of violence and it's like it grows worse over time it starts with little things and usually it'll start when it starts it's like mental emotional and it's over you know small things and you think oh you know this is just normal conflict and but with the cycle of violence, what happens is that it gets more severe over time. It happens more frequently over time. And so by the time it gets severe, so severe that now you're being physically abused as well, you are in it pretty deep uh, or you can be in it pretty deep. And the deeper you you are stuck in it, the longer you've been stuck in it the more difficult it can become to actually get out of it. And so if you can recognize the signs of unhealthy abusive behavior early on and take action to empower yourself in the situation and to help help yourself heal, encourage your partner to heal if they're at all inclined to change themselves. I mean, it's... I mean, that's really um, the, the... I think therapy is key 
because even if you do try to encourage them and if you do forgive like what happens is a tendency of being an abusive relationship is that they will say sorry it will never yeah. happen again and you think it's not going to happen again yes. but if you allow it it gets worse so then that's where you see other trigger points as to other things happening. Yes. So once you get to that stage and say, okay, we need therapy, we need to go to get some therapy as to how to support our anger or how we can ventilate in different ways, mm -hmm. even if we take some time out before we start yelling and, yes. and it's our kids that see it. So it's, we're projecting that to our kids yes. So remember that. It's really key importance to try to keep a relationship um, happy in an amical, amical conversation so that they are not triggered and that they will not do what you're doing or showing that pattern. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, the tricky thing about, I think, being in an abusive relationship also is that again because the abuser refuses to take responsibility for their actions i mean anything can trigger them it may not even have anything to do with you at all but they will take it out on you and then blame you so like you were saying susie you know it's like it could be oh i got angry because you made me angry because you didn't do this thing that I told you to do or that you were supposed to do and that's why I got angry but I'm so sorry and I, it'll never happen again so on the one hand you know you hear that sorry but on the other hand if you if you listen to that language they haven't actually taken responsibility they've put it on you and so you know it's like um it's like okay so then you are living in this constant fear of oh my gosh and it does again it doesn't happen in a day it happens over a period of time where you know you're uh, every, you know there's more and more things that are starting to trigger them and you know then you are living in this constant fear of oh my gosh when's the next time they're going to get triggered by something or the other and what can i do to make sure they don't get triggered but it's really it has a, it's not about you it's all about them and um man you just reminded me of like in a different context um so i uh, i was actually working with somebody so it was a work relationship it wasn't a intimate partner relationship but in in my work relationship i started to notice signs that my a co-worker and they were actually um, uh, in a superior position to me they were my boss in a sense and so I started to notice like unhealthy behavior and some like it wasn't um, I, you know it, at first like we were saying it was very mild and you know it was like okay nothing to get hung up on, brush it under the rug, move on. But then it started to like turn into a pattern of behavior. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's turning into a pattern of behavior. And so what I did was I said to, uh, I said to them, um, okay, you know what? Um, 
I'm noticing this behavior, that behavior, it's unacceptable to me. And we need, it can, you know, um, I cannot continue working uh, with this kind of unhealthy relationship uh, in the workplace. And so the, the person, when I first brought it out, they were like, oh, let's just talk about it, talk through it. And so we actually sat down to, to talk through things. But in that, in that meeting that we had to talk through things, I noticed that this other person, they took all the time they wanted to say whatever they wanted to say. And I listened and, you know, I validated and, you know, I did my best to be present in a compassionate uh, role and all of that kind of stuff. And then when it was my turn to speak, I kept getting shut up. You know, yeah. um, and um, it was like either they would, you know, change the subject or start talking themselves again or like literally say to me, no, 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 just stop talking. I, I don't feel comfortable with this, you know, and so it's like I didn't get to say what I needed to say. And because there was this power differential in our relationship, um, I I realized that as long as it was just me and this person talking, we would, I would never uh, get to have my say. And so then my next step was, I was like, okay, this is not going to get solved just between the two of us. So let's bring in a mediator. And I requested um, mediation. And again, what happened is that at first, the person was like, oh, yes this is a great idea let's do mediation but every time we were actually going to ha um, you know be like okay set up an appointment we actually identified a mediator and then when we were going to meet some excuse would come up and this person would try to cancel or reschedule and so I allowed that to happen like two three times and then I was like okay this person's clearly not ready and willing um to actually engage in the mediation process. <laughs> and, and so then I was like, okay, this is it. I'm not going any further because I can, um, you know, see the signs. Yeah. That, I yeah. think a great way of dealing with that because you grow up with the susceptibility, right? Yeah. And women are known not to talk yeah. or, or be passive and go with the flow and keep the peace. But you do need to vocalize, use your voice. And if you see something is wrong, like you had that treatment and you notice it was a pattern, you mm -hmm. want it to stop it. And then that person's noticing, okay, she's noticing, she's picking up, I'm doing wrong. That person needs to get some training or some extra help, right? And shouldn't be in that higher leadership archive. Um, but I'm glad you did that. And that's what it is. We have to take ownership and take ourselves to the next level of life and giving your voice to any situations. Because even if you grew up with a traumatic, you will be getting that pattern again. And as a woman, we need to take that empowerment of ourselves to say, no, that's not right. You shouldn't be treating me this way. Yeah. Um, let's work together and see how you can make things better so that we can work together because mm -hmm. we're equal you may be at a higher level and but you should have more training to not be there um in that way but we should be treated equally right 
I agree yeah. with you. And you know, Susie, like another thing that you brought up that I, I would love to highlight for our listeners is when you were talking about how everything looked normal on the outside, both when you experienced the abuse in your family growing up and also when when it happened in your relationship. And because so many times people have these misconceptions or stereotypes in their mind that, oh, if a woman is getting abused, she must be a certain kind of woman. Like maybe she's not very well educated. Maybe she's not, you know, um, uh, from a wealthy background. She must be poor, you know, like, and these kinds of other stereotypes. But the fact is that this can happen to anyone. Like it can. It, it, it I'm a professional. I, I yeah. went through university. I never thought I would be able to fall into this, but it's something that you just pick up from when you're a child or, or even being a woman because we are known to be prim and proper. We are known not to speak up. We are known to take the backside. We want to give, 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 but where do we put ourselves first? And we lose ourselves. And then if you have a person that takes advantage of that, of course, they're going to put you at the back of the crowd. They're not going to think you're worthy of anything. That's why you have to take your power back and put your worthiness in you and say, no, this is not how I want to be treated. If you want to associate with me, then you're going to have to speak to me in a different way. And we need to work on this. Either we go both to therapy communication is key and I think a lot of people if they're in an abusive relationship they don't talk about it yeah and they say sorry 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 and they forget and they close that book and they think it's not going to happen or even a workplace relationship um if you let it go and say oh maybe she had a bad day and that's how she treated me and then she did it again that's why journaling is a key to a lot of my clients, I tell them to do journaling because then you can pick up on behaviors of yourself. Yeah. And if you see that you're finding this happening at work and you're finding this happening at home and you're finding this happening with your friends, there's something that you are doing or you are accepting that is not good for you because yeah. that's the energy that you're bringing in and that's what you're going to always get. So this is where um, we come in through therapy and try to break those patterns so that you can see, okay, no, I'm going to speak up in this matter because this matter is important to me. And I didn't like that treatment because I shouldn't be treated that way. Right? Yeah. Oh, I love the journaling tip. I actually uh, <laughs> love journaling too. And I think that was one of those things that um, helped me also see the pattern because I realized uh, one day like I was like flipping through my own journal and so I was like reading through like literally years worth of entries and I realized that I kept talking about the same things like the same problems that seemed to keep happening in my life um, uh, and it, particularly in the context of unhealthy relationships and mm-hmm. uh, patterns in, in my relationships because I'm also a survivor of abuse, different form of abuse. I was sexually abused, but, you know, it's like 
um, you know, so I develop certain patterns uh, in my uh, context and um, looking through my journal is one of the ways that I realized, oh my gosh, these same problems keep coming up in my life. And it's like literally, literally years, years worth of, of, of that happening over and over again and not realizing it until I look through my own journal. It's so true. It's things that we, we don't pay attention to and it's so natural to us that we don't know that we're doing it. It's yeah. like how we communicate to people. Um, some people are assertive. I, I am not as assertive as I would like to be. I would love to be more assertive. That's my, my, I'm, I'm a kind heart and I treat everyone equally, but there are other people that like to belittle you and make you feel unpowered. And I'm sorry to say it's mostly men. Men cannot understand women are getting to that level of them that they need to be arrogant and they need to make you feel powerless. And that's where you as a woman need to come in and say, no, I'm at the same level as you. I'm a leader. I'm an owner of a magazine. I'm this. And I don't care if I'm a woman. I'm equal to you. And you can talk down to me, but you know what? I'm not putting up with that. And that's when you get them. And that's when they say, shoot, you know what? I'm tackling with a different style of woman that it's it's not the 20th century anymore that we have a, a voice. And that's where I want to empower women with. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of times it is about what people think they can get away with that, you know, and how you get stuck in, in abusive relationships. Because again, with an abusive relationship, it's not about a one-time incident. It's like a pattern of behavior that repeats. And so usually, um, like we said, it starts out with some like relatively mild kind of seeming incidents but in so far as you let the unhealthy behavior slide and so then the person either consciously or unconsciously gets the message then that when they are manipulative in certain ways or they um you know um are like um if they create drama for example i mean this is one of the strategies that I, I know I uh, fell for a lot uh, was that, you know, somebody would create drama in terms of start to, you know, raise their voice and, um, you know, the, um, just seem like they're getting angry or this or that. And for me, you know, as a survivor of abuse, um, I was very, very sensitive to any kind of emotional upheaval. I could not handle my own emotions. I, I just didn't have the capacity. And so for me, I was like, I don't want any drama in my life. And so when somebody started to create drama, uh, my, my, my reaction was either to run away right away or to do what I could to calm that person and therefore the situation down so that like they didn't get heated up and then I didn't get heated up uh, 
you know and or or feel other kinds of intense emotion because i couldn't literally i could i didn't know how to handle my own emotions and so in my quest to avoid drama you know i would i would put up with a lot in terms of just trying to calm the person down it's like fine you take whatever you want do whatever you want just stop with the drama and and so consciously or unconsciously what that teaches the other person is that if i create some drama then this person listens to me and so mm-hmm. the next time they want you to do something that you're not uh immediately hopping uh to do for them then they start to create drama again and if the previous level of drama doesn't do the job they will up level it and create a little bit more drama you know and so it's just sort of like that i think is part of how i've experienced getting stuck in it's it. funny because yeah. it starts as a child as yeah. a baby if if a baby is crying they cry harder for more attention so yeah. if you treat humans if you look the correlation of it it's the same aspect that the mm. more they they know your trigger point that's yeah. where they're going to push it on and that's where you need to find your empowerment and mm. say okay this person's trying to push my button in this uh, in conversation i'm not going to take it to that tone i don't need to get aggressive like them they can take their aggressive i i have a happy happy mode of myself and i have this positive of myself i'm not going to get to their level so if they want to stay at their level they can do that hopefully they get training for improving themselves because at the end of the day people don't want to hang around negative people that's negativity right so you want to hang around positivity positive vibes positive energy. You don't want to associate with the negative of a person because at the end of the day they'll be lonely on them on their own. Mm. And leadership. Leadership has to change because even if you're a higher arc archive uh, uh, well, higher level. Let's say if you're a higher level, you should have the the more education in dealing with different type of characteristics yes you should not belittling anyone yes you should be encouraging people you yes. should be motivating people that's why you're in a leadership role you are to inspire others to become better than you as a leader and you want to inspire a work place to be happy to come in. So the people that work in that company will want to give their 100%. That will not be giving their 20% because they dread coming to work or give 10% because they hate their leadership. Like this is where that has to end. You know, that we're all equal. And and if you see the higher rates of the companies that are are growing and being positive, are the ones that don't have that hierarchy and mm-hmm. saying I'm a leader no we're all in this together we are a family of a company we all want it to grow together we benefit if we grow mm-hmm. and that's where i see that changing hopefully in the future yes yes that in the in the context of the workplace and same thing in our relationships and my gosh and And you know sometimes I think also just in context of empowering ourselves 
like sometimes you know um you know we can think about okay well i've accomplished this i've accomplished that and therefore i'm worthy but sometimes like what if you haven't or you can't think of something that you have accomplished because that happens because you know like and sometimes even if you have accomplished a lot uh because of uh, like especially for um like kids who may have grown up in an abusive context in abusive families they get so used to being belittled and and devalued that even if they have all kinds of amazing accomplishments they don't think they have done anything worth uh being proud of of themselves and so uh in that kind of a situation how do you um uh, like respond or encourage somebody to nonetheless uh realize that they are worthy and deserving and um i think yeah. starting your day in gratitude mm. i think we should all be grateful for what we are and what we have we may not be perfect and no one is perfect right but we should say thank god i can see i can eat i can smell and i can walk i have two hands to touch and i have a smile to say hello right I think a lot of people take for granted those little things that really make a big component of your life because if you start your day off in a positive way your full day continues to be positive. If you start yourself off as a negative, oh I'm not worthy, um yes I have accomplishments but that person has more accomplishments, but you're already giving that negative energy to yourself, therefore you're not giving yourself that self worth of i am an amazing person i am a powerful person i've accomplished this not just education wise but i've accomplished to help this lady cross the street or i i helped this lady pick up her groceries or i helped this homeless person buy groceries today like those are things that fill you up so much more than being physically beautiful cuz that is that comes and goes right you can be beautiful outside but it's inner core that makes you to fulfill the happiness the complete happiness of life uh, and i think we've put on this earth for a reason i didn't understand it until i did my book i wrote down my full story and i didn't know why i got into empowering women i didn't know why i got into the clothing line cuz there was a time I was through my abuse. I did I love getting dressed up. I'm a fashionista. I've always been in the corporate world. I was always like I had coworkers come and see what I was going to wear and it was like my passion project already. Yeah. So there I knew I had a niche. And I think everyone has a niche in something that they can follow their dreams in. And that's where you need to find out why we were put on this earth. And I I know everyone is put on this earth for a reason. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that Susie and ah oh, I I want to keep talking and we're running out of time for today so I'm going to have to um uh, start wrapping up but do you have any last words any anything else that you would like to share for today? I would. I please look at my book. I'm going to give it again. It's empowered in heels. Just remember that, okay? 
if you want some type of motivation for today, take that in hand. Also, breathe. Learn how to breathe. We don't breathe as much. With COVID, we had a mask and our lungs have gotten smaller. So if you can take 10 deep breaths and meditate and start your day by giving yourself gratitude and say, I love myself, that is a big step to the door to you to become successful because yeah. everyone can be a success and it doesn't mean that you have to be a movie star it doesn't have to be you have to be in the news it's just loving yourself yeah. and that projection of loving yourself ignites to other people and it's contagious so when you're kind to one that person wants to be kind to the other and that's what i want for our world to come i want us all to do that to our kids to our family to anyone you meet we are all equal it doesn't matter what race, what nationality, we're in this world to be united. So remember that. That's my message today. Oh, I love, Thank you. love it. Thank you so much, Susie. And to all of you who are listening, please remember, make sure to check the show notes because we will be dropping Susie's links in there, including the link to her book. So you can check it out from there. And um, yeah, I think until we connect next time, I just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy.